makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. One of my favorite things to do on the show is talk to channel partners and to find out how they're utilizing the amazing software and platform that we've developed for them. And we're going to learn today from Jenny White, the CEO and founder at Polaris Marketing, has become a channel partner at Vendasta. And we're going to find out how she is finding success with the platform and the various tools that she's able to give to her customer base. Jenny White from Polaris Marketing and Consulting coming up next on the Conquer Local Podcast. Jenny White, joining us from beautiful Pasadena, California. Jenny, thanks for making some time to be our special guest this episode on the Conquer Local Podcast. Hi, George. Thank you. And thanks to the whole team. Thanks for inviting me and having me. Well, we are excited for the next few minutes to learn about you and your organization. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, give us the overview of Polaris Marketing and Consulting. Sure. So it's a really long word uh, name of the company, but basically I chose Polaris because it's the North Star um, and it's just always been a, a source of navigation, you know, over the centuries and eons. And um, we, I initially started the company as a consulting agency and then morphed into a digital marketing agency, initially with another agency up here in, in Southern California. And then um, through sort of evolution of, of me looking for resources, I stumbled upon Vendasta, or I'm not exactly sure how I found it initially, but it took me a couple of years to actually pull the trigger. And um, kudos to one of your uh, um, amazing sales guys, Josh Schultz, because he just stayed on me and he was like, no, Jenny, I know that you need this. He's like, check it out. Like, I'm going to run through everything with you. And so after that happened last year, I, I signed on with Vendasta and so really began to um, morph my strategy into a digital marketing agency, and then with a team that, that does that in-house down here, and then me on top of that doing my consulting with the businesses. So it's really a really cool hybrid model where we have all the suite of services that everything's offered through Vendasta, as well as I do my consulting on top of it with businesses that want to grow and startups and franchises and nonprofits. And it's just been like this really awesome, harmonious blend. Well, I appreciate all those kind words. I, what I want to understand is the consulting portion that that yeah. is the foundation of your business. When yeah. and, and it can mean a lot of things. So, yeah. if we were to button up consulting, mm -hmm. what, what yeah. do you what do you see it as? For for my role with with different businesses is really focused on um, building strategic partnerships. That's really one of my biggest strengths, and anything biz dev related. So. Most of the time I'll come into a company that wants to bring me on as a consultant because they sort of want me to take a holistic look at everything that they're doing. That's sort of what, a, what is, I mean, it depends on what type of consultant you are. But when you're like a business consultant, quote unquote, you're kind of just supposed to take a look under the hood and figure out the problems that they're like, yeah, these are problems, but what are the solutions? Um, and so that's sort of what I do with, with businesses, um, you know, and eventually they end up using some of my, uh, our Vendasta 
products and services as well. Um, sometimes right off the bat, sometimes it takes a little time. Um, but that's that's basically what I do is I just start to talk to people, work with the uh, C-suite and figure out where are their pain points and what do they need and how can I help them grow? It's it's interesting. So do you, you arrive as a, as a channel partner after the fact, and I'm yeah. wondering... You're, you're building these strategies, you're analyzing your customers, you're trying to mm-hmm. understand what they need. And then you're, you're like, okay, now I've got to solve the problem. And, and you didn't have those solutions in the early days. And now right. you're offering those solutions. Yeah. One of the cool things has been um, being able to train people within those businesses on how to use the platform on the business app. Um, so when I'm able to so again, when it comes to strategic partnerships, I can't really rely on Vendasta to help me do that, right? That's kind of coming down to my my network, my creativity, um, what tools and resources I have outside of Vendasta. But when it comes to being able to train their staff um, on how to use the platform, that's where I'm seeing like really cool results with like the social uh, posting platform, um, some of the SEO stuff, where I can actually show them how they can engage with the platform and make movement and move the needle, I should say, for their own business, um, which is really my goal is to build up enough resources um, within Vendasta that I feel like, okay, I'm 100% sure that this is going to be effective for my clients. So, because um, I want to remain a consultant, you know, I don't want to just force everybody into the box that I have. Um, so I, I want to make sure that things are going to are going to have a high impact and be worth everyone's while. But I love seeing when they have in-house teams of people. I think I'm working with three of my clients right now where I'm fully training and mentoring their staff on how to use it. So that'll be exciting to see the results that that's going to. You said something off the top that I wanted to make sure we punctuate. And that is you go find your clients, you go find your leads from your ecosystem, and then you install them on the platform. There was no expectation when you signed up that leads were going to rain from the heavens. No, 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 no. I, um, no, that's no, I, I don't even do advertising. Um, I I do social posting um, for myself, and I'm quite active on LinkedIn. Um, I have several thousand um, followers or, or connections, if you will. Um, so I really stayed focused on like my own messaging and and talking about things that were relevant to me and to the business and to my clients. And I'm just like a big fan of rewarding and and just promoting good stories and, and people that are doing the right thing and, and businesses that are, you know, having good wins or innovations. So I focus my outbound messaging on stuff like that, where it's really authentic and it's seriously something I'm interested in. And so that's how I think people find me because they're like, Oh, I, you know, my, cause my tone rings true as opposed to me saying, Oh, I'm going to sign up with this platform and it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's not going to run itself. You know, usually <laughs> start going to come and walk in by themselves so, um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's still just going to grow from there. You know, there's organic and then there's paid and you can, you can grow as fast as you want. Have you found that, that eventually you get to a point where it's referral? Um, you know, you help my client, I got a buddy, I'm going to introduce yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So I to get yesterday like that. So. so getting to a point where you're so proficient that, mm-hmm. that the brand carries itself is really mm-hmm. one of those, um, North stars. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> so I, you know, when you, when you become a consultant, um, mm-hmm. I found that people usually have some sort of a backstory. So I'd love to know what Jenny's backstory is before you uh, founded Polaris. 
that's a whole, we need a whole other podcast for that. But, um, so I, I started, gosh, um, how far back do you want to go? Um, really in my professional career, I started in marketing. Um, I was working with, um, healthcare and then I went into tech and then I had a tech startup, um, and then was a part of another tech startup. Um, I was really focused on innovation. We had a telemedicine, um, company back before, I mean, now everybody is ubiquitous. Everybody knows what telemedicine is, but you know, six, seven years ago, it was pretty much at the forefront. We were really at the, at the helm of the, you know, just trying to get it passed through regulatory uh, compliance and get it adopted by, um, and paid for by carriers. And the U S health system was, was, and still is super, um, lethargic when it comes to technology and innovation. However, thanks to COVID, this is one blessing is that the technology advancements and regulatory, um, uh, red tape has been somewhat eased. And so people were able to utilize this, this technology, which I knew we all knew it was going to be, you know, life-changing, life-saving. Um, so after that, I, uh, that, that didn't really pan out <laughs> too well, um, due to some poor choice in, in partners, um, on my behalf. So, um, I, I then started Polaris. This was like six years ago, um, five, five, six years ago. And, um, like I said, initially it became just, it was started as a consulting company because I had enough, you know, um, professional network that I could lean on where people were like, Hey, come help me on this project or, or, you know, everybody pretty much knew me already. So it was just me. But then I was like, well, I'm just me. How much is my time? My time is finite. So I have to come up with something that's still within the realm of marketing because I'm passionate about it. I love watching things grow and marketing is one of those things that, you know, it's quantifiable. Um, you can, you can see what's working. You can see what isn't for the most part, especially digitally. Um, and, uh, so hence that's how the evolution of this whole thing came about. Well, I agree. It, it's easier to go to sleep at night in marketing in 2021, because we could sit down and we can look at a dashboard and we can see results wow. and we can see the needle is moving. So, you right. know, that's, that's amazing. Right. I, I do want to, you said something earlier that I think is really interesting for all of our channel partners and aspiring channel partners that may be listening to this podcast. And that is, I train my client on how to use the tools and I take yeah. them in it and I walk them yeah. through it. Yeah. It really important, isn't it? Yeah. Super important. Um, you know, not everybody wants to to be that engaged with the platform. Although I will tell you that um, the more the 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 more I can get them engaged, the less reliant on me they are or my team. And another thing that I've used is a little hack that I'll share with you is. Um, you know, coordinating meetings constantly is exhausting. And so what I'm doing now is I'm just turning on my Zoom, starting a video, starting a recording, and I'll just do it in one take. And I'll be like, hey, so-and-so, um, I just wanted to show you really quickly to answer your question. This is how you can see. And I'll just literally boom, 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 click, click, click. I'll walk them through. Um, I'll do it in under a minute. And I'll answer all their questions from six emails in less than 60 seconds, as opposed to when do you have time to hop on a Zoom? Okay, can I share my screen? Okay, can you see my screen now? Great. And now can you, okay, I'm clicking through here. Okay, can you go to yours? Okay, I don't have to do all of that. So I'm doing these little things. And I'm like, I was asking my client last night. He actually just, um, he's actually, uh, uh, last night I had my last call at like 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And he said, okay, I want to do more. I want to do more. So we're going to, we're going to do more. And, and I said, hey, by the way, was that video helpful? And he said, yeah, it was super helpful. Um so I'm, I'm using things like that so that I can get them to feel comfortable doing it on their own. You know, we appreciate the work that you've been doing on, on cracking the code of how to deliver the platform in a way that the customers find value. And I was hoping that we could get maybe two tips from you 
as to, you know, things that you've learned over the last couple of years around how to make that. It is a complex story. And I, I love the iceberg analogy, although I hope nobody, you know, the boat doesn't sink or something by hitting the no, iceberg. No, no, no. Um, you know, there's a lot of nice penguins on here and we're going to have a great time. Like a motivational poster, you know? Okay. So there's a lot yeah. more underneath the hood, but yeah. I, I would love just two tips that I'm sure they're probably hard earned lessons that you had around how do you make all of this confusing stuff make sense for the local hardware store owner? Um, okay. So I think, you know, the easiest way to explain it is that like, like, let's take somebody from the hardware store that, you know, why can't I just do things on the yellow pages anymore? Right. Okay. So basically now the yellow pages turn into every page is part of your advertisement. So we have to integrate as many pieces as possible into one place and consolidate. And that's what I would really refer to it as, is a consolidation of time, energy, and resources in one hub. And if they can just forget everything else that they've ever logged into and just log into this one place, we can walk them through and teach them systematically how to manage their reviews, their reputation, their score, their ranking, their social media, if they have any impressions, et cetera. Um, and so instead of, it's seriously a tool, it's, it's <laughs> no pun intended because of the hardware. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I laughed at my own joke. Um, it, it's, it's seriously just a, it's a tool to save time, energy, and resources and, um, and consolidate everything in one place. I love that analogy. What I'm I'm digging for, and I think mm -hmm. that you've said it, but I wanted to just punctuate it. There's a level mm -hmm. of repetition that is needed with the customers so that they can see that information. And yeah. I think what I heard from you, and mm -hmm. if you could validate this, eventually they start consuming it on their own. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, I like again, it depends on who on the team is is the one accessing the the platform. Um, but like I'm seeing I'm seeing a higher utilization with you know, maybe somebody that's in the office posting the social or um, that already has some, they've already been using some platform. They've been using Hootsuite or they've been using, you know, something to do some postings or to do some review requests or something of that matter. Maybe not the business owner themselves, but eventually the business owner is going to want that bird's eye view. They're going to want that, you know, A to Z, soup to nuts uh, overview of like, what is the lay of the land? Um, you know, what their, what their business landscape is looking like digitally. So um, I keep in touch with both, um, you know, in terms of my high utilizer, in terms of the users on the account. I also make sure that obviously we stay sticky with the, with the owner. Obviously, they're the ones that are paying for the service. Um, so you want to keep showing value and keep showing them that, hey, we're here. These are our wins. This is what I think you should do differently. Now is the time for this. And that stays important because the digital marketing is an evolutionary process for two reasons. One, because what you, you don't have to start with everything. You just have to start with something that's going to make an impact. Then as you grow, depending on the needs of the client, you add on additional, um, you know, services and products that are going to, again, move the needle for them and help them with growth, maintaining their, their, their spot in the ecosystem, um, opening a new location, whatever that is. So not to mention all of the new products that Vendasa is coming out. What do you guys do? Like one a week or something or one <laughs> new product a month? Or <laughs> Could be one an hour. At some point. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because, uh, you know, the iceberg analogy, or I like to call it a beast, but a, you know, a good beast. Um, uh -huh. we, we want that innovation. 
if we're yeah. really going to help our customers, but at the same time, you don't need to give it all. In fact, that might be a bit of a detriment. The thing I'd love to understand, when you are working with these clients, how much duplication are you finding in the budget? Like when you really dig under the hood, you have a level of trust and you're like, okay, where are you spending money today? Let's see the results from that. Yeah. And they pull out the ubiquitous Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. where they're monitoring everything. Um, yeah. Are you finding a lot of duplication or the ability to move budget to get a better ROI or they don't even know yeah. what the hell they're buying? Yeah. 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 I mean, if it's, if it's a, if it's a full on consulting client like that, almost always, um, that, that first client that I gave you the example of where I really, he let me just have the keys to everything. He was like, I don't know, you can figure it out. I give up. <laughs> like, I went in and I was like, you are spending so much money, TV ads. I'm like, where's the results from this? Um, anyway, we reallocate. I think I, I don't even remember anymore. I, I probably saved him over 25,000. I don't know so much money. Plus through the systems I was able to put in place made him hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's no, like that's, that's how I want to prove my value to people is just save them money, make them money and, and, and keep them, keep our loyalty, you know, just help me and I'll help you. If you, if you survive, I survive. If you grow, I grow. It makes the monthly business review and quarterly business review meetings a lot easier when you're laser focused on growing that business the same way the business owner is. I, yes. um, you know, I, I've heard that so many times. I, I also wanted to test something with you. I was talking to a business owner the other day. They own 19 businesses, so not small businesses. And our conversation was around efficiency. And, mm-hmm. and this business owner said, I know we're wasting money. If you can show me a way to prove that and to show me a better way to do it, I, I'll move everything to you. Um, are you finding that where, you know, because you have this very robust platform now, you can start to solve a lot more problems? Yeah. I was, again, with that client, my five o'clock meeting last night, we were having the same kind of conversation. Now, this is a newer client. We're like two weeks in. We haven't even turned on very much yet. It's really been just sort of a discovery phase. But, you know, he he's not afraid to spend money. He knows what he can do. He knows his place in, in the marketplace. Um, and he wanted to do it went from us being super focused, like you said, for, for starters into this really, really big thing. And I said, I'm not ready to do that right now. I, I think, I think we need to isolate out the deliverables and the pain points that you have right now, and then add on more as we go. Um, but I finally got to the bottom yesterday when I was talking to him about, I'm like, well, what platforms are you using for all your social posting? And he said, well, you keep asking me that. I, I forgot to tell you. He said, we're not using anything. And I said, but you are creating one video a day on YouTube. You are a content machine, um, but there's no coordinated effort to, I said, okay, so I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to re I'm going to prepare a new proposal. So everything we're doing already stands. We're going to prepare a new proposal. And this is going to be the next component of what I'm going to put in there. Now, to answer your question about spend and, and, and um, leakage and, and spending money on marketing that is going nowhere. That's another component of let's, let's say some of it could be marketing. Some of it could also be time because if you are spending all your time creating for one platform and you're not seeing results on that, maybe your audience is on another platform. Maybe you need to start looking into not just YouTube, but LinkedIn. Maybe you need to look into creating a Facebook group. Maybe you need to look, you know what I'm saying? So I can go into a a business and find, okay, here's where you're spending and it's not reproducing an ROI or not enough ROI. 
but you're doing it on maybe the wrong platform or we need to cross post or cross pollinate with other platforms to find your audience in other places. So, yeah. Well, I hear that. So I hear that so many times. Thank you for, for giving us that nugget because Mm -hmm. what, what you're, you're dealing with there, correct me if I'm wrong, is a client who recognizes they need to be on social. They're organically producing this content and you walk in with something that, you know, for you probably is just table stakes and they, it's like, you know, the heavens are smiling on them and they've discovered something brand new and lo and behold, it builds Jenny's trust with that customer that you've only been working with for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What I, what I find is some channel partners say, well, they've got that covered. Yeah. But their lives might suck. (laughs) because they're spending all their time doing that in a non-efficient way. They don't really know if it's working, but they know they need to be there. I need to be doing this thing, but I don't know. So again, you uncover that there's a way to maybe accelerate that or make it a lot more efficient. If we were to, um, I, I love asking this question. If we were to go back about a year ago, year and a half ago, what's one thing that you would do differently from when you started this? Uh, adventure. One thing where you're like, ah, Jenny, I wish I wouldn't have done X. I actually wish I would have, um, not that I, not something I wouldn't have done. I wish something that I would have done. I wish I would have been more vocal about, um, launching this part of the business. I really wasn't, um, promoting what I was doing. I really wasn't speaking to my friends, family, and audiences. I really, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, people were like, well, what are you doing these days? What are you doing? And I was like, uh, I'm trying to figure something out. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you when I get there. Um, you know, but I was, but I was working. I mean, we were getting clients. I had, I had good recurring monthly revenue. I mean, it was decent. I was surviving. I wasn't, I wasn't thriving. Um, but it was, it, it's just, I wish I had been more courageous to, put it out there and say, Hey, what's up everybody? Like, this is what I'm doing, you know? And, Cause this is the thing that I've noticed when you put yourself out there and you say, um, this is what I'm doing, or I need some help with this, or has anybody worked with this before? Any reviews of this software? Is, you know, like just put it out there. People want to help you. People want to see you succeed. Um, they, they, I think genuinely most human beings are, are pretty kind and decent and, and really want the best for other people. Um, and, and I don't do it in a, you know, I'm not like obsessed with Instagram or, you know, some, you know, no offense to anybody that is, but I, I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much just me across the board 24 seven, no matter if it's digital or in person. So when I put something out there, it's, it's authentic and, and people do want to help. And I wish that I had been, um, more vocal and more, um, and I wish I had shared more. I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I think that that's one thing when people are, well, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be a, a digital marketing consultant for lack of, you know, let's use that terminology. And then they, they well, I'm going to have to buy a list. I'm like, oh, really? You, so you're going to go buy a list of leads of people you have no idea who they are. Don't you know some people that get their income from owning a business? Oh yeah, yeah. well, my uncle has this business over here and yeah. my aunt has that business and my cousin yeah. and my... Well, why don't we go deal with those folks that we have a relationship with and help those people? And maybe it comes from my days in the media business when, you know, if I wanted to start another radio station, that didn't work out too well for my colleague T-Bone and I, because it's expensive and you got to get licensing. And, but now in order to start a digital marketing business, there, there are no boundaries around that. You can go within your, 
your peer group. You can, you know, your yeah. your kids' little league team. There's got to be a business yeah. owner on there that yeah. you could be talking to. It, it, where yeah. are you finding those next customers for Polaris? Um, I, I'm really glad you said that, George, because um, I feel like, uh, you know, again, this is like a very this this business model. I really believe that. Um, I don't want to say it's for every single person. It's not. You have to be self-starter. You have to be self-reliant. You have to have ambition. You have to be patient. You don't have to be tech-minded, but you do have to be diligent and you do have to do, you have to put in the work. You have to watch the videos, read, read, read through the articles, click through the, you know, do your, do your training. You have to do all that. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I do believe that, um, that this can be a game changer for people that want to be their own business that want to be an entrepreneur, but you, it, this is like a business in a box solution. Okay. It's not going to do your taxes for you. You still have to have somebody that's going to help you do your taxes. And somebody's going to be probably a business advisor. We all need mentors. Um, but I am finding my clients through, again, my network, um, staying active on LinkedIn, um, cross posting. I'm using the platform. I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit. I, I didn't post I, I was like the doctor that smoked was t- telling all their patients, don't smoke. It's bad for you. And I'm like, out there smoke. I don't smoke, but I'm just saying, uh, I wasn't taking my own medicine. So I wasn't doing any social posting when I finally started doing social posting. And I just did it for one week because like, I was just like, Oh, let me just create some content and blah, 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 blah. I'll post it out. I had a 288% increase in web traffic just for that week from social posting. And I could tell it was coming, you know, you can tell where it's coming from on Google analytics. So, um, then I brought on somebody on my team, Kara, and I said, okay, I, we need to do this consistently for me. So she's now doing all my social posting. Now I'm getting more, you know, sort of organic traffic from that. Um, And I will tell you that you don't have to be an influencer to get um, people to pay attention to your business. You don't, you just have to be relevant. You just have to be consistent and relevant and you can start posting, you know, things on your social platforms and get business like that. You can do your own lead gen. You can, you can find your, your key um, products and services that are working for you. And you can, you can advertise those. You can do specials on those. You can figure out your profit margin and say, Hey, it's worth it for me. What's my client retention rate? Do I keep people for six months, a year, two years forever? Okay. Then my lifetime average value for that client is X for this product. I'm going to offer it at Y. So you, you just have to, you just have to have some, some diligence in what you're doing and, 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 and make sure that you understand the platform so that you can be the authority and I know that it could be intimidating at first because it was for me. I took, I had a longer learning curve. I don't even think I touched it for like two or three months for real. Like I was like, I can't deal with this. Uh, it's the holidays, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, eggnog, et cetera. And then, you know, and then I finally like in January started digging in and it's been, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I know that in, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of, um, doubling up pretty much every two months. So I know that if I, if I hit the right pace here, I can clock in, I know I can make a seven figure agency out of this. I know I can. I know I, I can. And I will. I, I have zero doubt after speaking to you for the last half an hour that you're going to do it as well. And, and it's because of that you care. Um, you care about your clients. You work hard for them. I, you also care about other things too, because I know that giving back is a, is a big part of your philosophy. And yeah. um, I, I want our entrepreneurs that are listening to, yeah. to understand why this is an important component to being in business. And I'd love to hear it from you. Okay. So I read, um, um, the evolved, I, I didn't actually read the whole thing. I shouldn't say that there's a, a great article on evolved enterprise. Um, 
and the evolved enterprise models. And, and, and this is by Yannick Silver. He says that um, businesses that are going to really make an impact in the future um, are going to be businesses that have a social enterprise component to what they do. And I really believed in that because if I was left to my own devices, I would be running nonprofits 24 seven. I wouldn't give a, if, if money did not exist and I didn't have to put a roof over my head and take care of my family and plan for retirement, I would be just helping people 24 seven. So that's, that's me. Um, but not everybody's like that. Back to Yannick Silver, he says, if you create a business model that has some social enterprise as a component of your capitalistic endeavor, then you are going to be far and above your competition. You're going to have more sustainability. You're going to have more support. You're going to have more people that want to work with you because of that, because of your alignment and you know, mission, vision, and values. So, so what I do is I try to figure out like, I like people. I like, I like working with people. I have some of my favorite people that I get to work with. I try to figure out how can I work with a, the people that I like B, how can we all make money? C, how can we give back? And one of my clients called dev pipeline is an apprenticeship, um, model. And so we actually have a department of labor apprenticeship approved for front end web developer. And so this was actually founded by um, a brilliant CEO, um, entrepreneur, software developer named Jason Fletcher. He actually was one of the first founders, co-founders of AtTask, which then became Workfront, which was recently acquired by Adobe for $1.5 billion in December. So um, full disclosure, he also happens to be my brother. Um, so he came to me in September and he said, I have this great idea. Uh, I want to help all these people. It's my latest give back. I just want to teach people um, how, to, how, to, how to become great you know, software developers, because there's really no mentorship. And, and the way that the corporate culture goes with, uh, with, with, with tech talent is there's a lot of poaching. There's a lot of, basically we're at a, a year, a million jobs a year go unfilled in the technology sector because we don't have enough people trained. So these big tech giants are out there poaching from one another, taking talent, but they're not spending the time to cultivate I shouldn't say they're not, but there isn't enough cultivation of talent within these organizations or mentorship to get people to be ready and able to take on that junior development role to become relevant in those corporations. So Jason's concept is to create apprenticeship models. So we got together with the Department of Labor, the Department of Workforce Services, the Department of Economic Development, any department you can possibly think of, educational institutions, corporate employer partners, and we developed a concept where Basically, we're at, um, I don't remember what our total is right now, but we're less than a year in and we're, we're, we're hitting our stride. We're, we're changing the lives of, of lots and lots of people, and it's just going to be an epic ride. So my contribution to that is the strategic partnership element, but also the nonprofit element that we're now creating through that, through that company. There's going to be a whole scholarship. You know, So this is basically earn while you learn. Um, we believe that internships are great, but it also, an unpaid internship is very, very hard on, on some people and families. So we want to make sure that we provide a living wage to people while they're, while they're being apprenticed and mentored. Um, and so the next um, component is we're probably going to do up to five apprenticeships. And of course, marketing, my favorite, is going to be one of them. And uh, so what I get to do through that is I get to mentor some of the apprentices in um, marketing. And of course, we're using the Vendasta platform to do that. So um, we may be in talks later, George, about <laughs> the next the next evolution of, of some really cool apprenticeships um, to do that with. And that's going to be a component of what Polaris Marketing Consulting is going to do as well. 
Well, Jenny, you know, congratulations. And I, I love seeing that, of course, because, you know, we, we need more developers. Um, yeah. And it's great to be building out ecosystems to find that talent. And, and you're right, there are way more, there's way more opportunity than there are people trained to be able to do the work. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm training my grandson, Walter, to write code at uh, a year and a half. Yeah, are you serious? Well, I don't know how to write code, so I don't know how well the training's going, but he can always be a salesperson. <laughs> He's going to write Shakespeare. It's going to be like a... <laughs> he, can, he can always be a salesperson. Right. Jenny, I appreciate your time today, and thank you for all of those thank learnings. Um, yeah, you know, you you. You, uh, you bring something that we talk a lot about on the show, um, and Colleen's going to be mad at me because she didn't want to put an E on this, so I'm going to call it the give a stuff metric. Um, you You care. And uh, I can't say that enough when we're talking to other folks that are dealing with clients. If you come to that customer and you truly care about them and you learn about their business, you've got a way better chance of, uh, of gaining a new client and a way better chance of building a great relationship with that customer that, that will last long into the future. So thank you for sharing um, and congratulations on your business. It's, a, it's an exciting you. model and I'm sure that things are going to go well for you. You definitely have the right stuff. Thanks, George. And thanks to everybody on the team. It was awesome to talk with y'all and I really enjoyed it. Well, Jenny is amazing. And uh, I'm sure her customers feel that way too, because she definitely cares and she's looking to help solve the challenges that they have. And the one takeaway, and you probably wrote this down as well, is let's record a video walking the customer through the things that they need to know about, and then they can consume it at their own pace. But definitely let's show them the software. Let's show them the reporting. Let's show them the data and then articulate it in a way that we can make it make sense. That's brilliant. And I love the way that she has scaled that motion. We have to have that strategy call. It is so important where we talk about what's working, what's not, and how we're going to improve the things that are not working. That's what we're getting paid for. We're, I, I think that customers are smart enough to know that there's no silver bullet. We just, oh, we're going to turn this thing on and money's going to rain from the heavens. It's more of a process and it's more of a, a journey. And your job is to take that customer, hold their hand and take them on the tour. And that right there, that one component allows you to scale it. You can record those videos in the middle of the night when you get a big day tomorrow where you're meeting other customers and just send them out. And then if they, Hey, I got that video, but I have some further questions. Mission accomplished. You're sending the video to show value. You're sending the video to help them save time. You're sending the video to teach them the things that they need to know about. And by doing it in a way that they could consume it whenever they want, and if it leads to a further conversation, it's exactly what you're looking for. It isn't this one and done, set it, forget it, just not going to work anymore. And there isn't one size that fits all. So we need to get in there. We need to work with the customer. But Jenny just gave you a nugget on how to do it in a scalable manner. So some great learnings from Jenny as she talks about how she got onto the platform. She talked about the fact that she is a consultant and she has that level of trust. And now the other thing is where her leads are coming from. She's not getting leads because she signed up to software. She's getting leads because of the network that she's built, because of the brand that she's built. And even Jenny 
is learning that if she spends more time on LinkedIn and she continues to cultivate that brand and practices what she preaches a little bit, she's able to find more referrals and more new customers within her ecosystem. Really appreciate having those channel partners come on board and share with us the learnings, the good, the bad, the not so good, and how they were able to take the platform and find success with it. And we appreciate the few minutes that Jenny was able to share on uh, some of the customers that she's been dealing with as well, because it's great to hear about those clients that are finding success through our partners. Appreciate you joining us on this edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery and scheduling by Jacob Soley and Carissa Clausen. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Aaron Shawaga, Nicole Lozon, and Trent Walker. Produced by Colleen McGrath. Executive producers Brendan King and George Leith. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.